Welcome to Focus on the Family's weekend broadcast. We hope the following program will challenge you and encourage you in your faith journey. I manage a lot of details at work, and sometimes it just feels overwhelming. We have a pretty large family, and I think sometimes trying to keep track of everyone's birthday and making them feel special on their birthday can be overwhelming. Family health issues is always hard to deal with. I am at my church for at least three services a week, sometimes more, and it's just really hard to keep up with that and life. What I find overwhelming are deadlines. It seems as soon as I finish one and try to take a breather, oh, I've got another one. Ah! Well, maybe you can relate to those comments. We all have overwhelming days. How do you cope with those? Today on Focus on the Family, we're going to look at some of the common reasons for the stress and the pressures we all face, and uh, we're going to shift our focus to God's truth instead. Thanks for joining us today. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, something that we try to provide families every week on this program is perspective, uh, especially in the parenting category, because you can get down into the nitty-gritty and forget what it's going to look like 30 years from now. <laughs> Hopefully very different than uh, picking up crumbs off the table, right? Um, God has a plan and purpose for your marriage, certainly, but he also has a plan uh, to accomplish things through your children. And I guess the question is, have you ever stopped to think about that? Mm -hmm. What does God want to do through my kids? And what's my responsibility in raising them in such a way that God can use them for his goodness and his glory? Uh, the fact is, uh, family life is crazy busy, right? We all have these demands upon mm -hmm. us and challenges, and as a result, life becomes overwhelming pretty much all the time. And today we're going to talk to an expert who has so many great stories of her own, which is far better than using our stories. I think it's much better, <laughs> About yes. our imperfection. <laughs> but we are going to touch on this idea of how to kind of declutter our lives is probably a good way to talk about mm. it. Yeah, and Kay Wyma is an author, speaker, blogger, uh, video podcaster. She's written a number of books about uh, life in the context of family. Uh, she's been here before. Probably her uh, leading credential is she's the mom to five kids. <laughs> that is good. Kay, welcome to Focus. Thank you. Welcome I, back. Thank you. And I had to laugh at that intro about the birthdays because we do have five kids. And so for me, <laughs> some of the most overwhelming moments come when I have to fill out forms for them and I cannot remember their birthdays. And I'm not exactly sure who I did or who I didn't. <laughs> I signed one of them up for camp one year using her brother's birthday. That went down real well. <laughs> Don't do that when you apply for passports. Oh my gosh. That could become a it's real so mess. It's stressful. <laughs> All right, you've got this great title, Not the Boss of Us. Now yes. this sounds like it's coming right from the kids' union. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> they got together and said, Mom, you're not the boss of hey, us. Hey, we're claiming it. No, we're How claiming it. How did you come it. up with this? Well, because I actually say that to my kids all the time, believe it or not, because they walk into these situations that are stressful because it's stressful and overwhelming just with all the stuff we have going on. But for the kids, it's so stressful and overwhelming just with all the pressures that's upon them. Sure. And they live it from the time they're little bitty. And um, I've embarrassed my children with that statement. I yelled at one of them as he was getting out of the car at uh, going into his freshman year at high school. He was changing schools. He had already tried out, like kind of gone for the cross country team. He didn't really like it. It was too competitive. It was sort of like Goldilocks. It was too competitive. He gets to the soccer and he, there's a yelling coach and I'm like you know the coach might just like 
yelling. So it doesn't have anything to do with you. Just just go out there, you know. And so he's getting out of the car. There's people everywhere. He knows no one. I roll the window down and I'm like, hey, don't you forget, this stuff's not the boss of you. And then I added to my total embarrassment, you're a child of the king. And I was like, and he looked, he was like, please, you did yeah, not Mom. just say that. Yeah. And I rolled up the window and I drove away. And and so I really have told them from the get-go, these pressures, these circumstances, all that is saying to you, you have to do or be in order to be okay, that's not the boss of you. And then I go in and tell him what is the boss of you. Hopefully not quite as embarrassing as you're a child Maybe of the king. Maybe privately. Yes. Usually with the good. windows up. Not in front of but, girls, um, for sure. Well, it was in front of everybody, yeah, that one. Good. You didn't mention the retainer, I hope. <laughs> no, but he's... <laughs> Here's your retainer. Is that the truth? I probably... I would not do that. But well, you are one smart mom. <laughs> hey, Kay, let me, let me go back to another funny story about school. I love your school stories. Because well, anybody in a line... kids, everybody... <laughs> lots of yes. stories. But you, you were in the drop-off zone at school, and what happened? Oh, I mean, you're cracking hey, me on. up. I mean, I'm setting the bar the low stuff. for you people. Like, we really do bring it well, in low so that you relate. can go high. Yeah. So you're there, all your kids pile out. I am. They pile out. And as is often the case, trash is flying out with them, including (laughs) embarrassing trash like McDonald's wrappers and things like that. And I'm cringing. I'm like, just shut the door. And and this sweet teacher is running after the wrapper as it's floating around in the sky. And I'm just like, run with it. Just be calm. And that was just the beginning of a day that was overwhelming. Because from from there, I pick up a kid from school and took him to get his haircut because he needed a haircut. And unbeknownst to me, as the person is cutting his hair, she comes over to me and says, as I'm sitting by all these people I can't cut his hair and I'm like well why not because he has lice and I'm like because what and she says because he has lice and so here's this little kid shamed and all the mothers are you know they've moved clearly away from me so they're not next to me and it was our first time he's our fifth kid it was our first time to go through lice so we've had public shaming both in the carpool line and now at the haircut place and then I leave there and this seriously is all in one day I get a notice from the bank that somebody is having a, a high time on the hog at the dart station with my credit card because my car actually I thought it quite possibly had been broken into at the school parking lot but I didn't know because sometimes I leave the door open I just never know you know running in and out and sure (laughs) enough someone had nabbed my purse and so I've got all this going on in one day in the same day but thankfully as you pull back and breathe because you really could that could sink a person or you can just fight to find your solid ground and so rather than you know crater in the moment I go to the bank and I'm like is there any way to stop this and a very nice person helped me walk through stopped all the charges we lived through the lice I'm sure we made whoever was behind us in the carpool line feel really great about themselves Mm -hmm. because at least trash wasn't flying out of their car and so here we sit in the moment not being overwhelmed by these things which really can tank a person but heading to the place where we're like we can live through this we're going to get through this let's um for those that are going okay overwhelmed I feel overwhelmed Overwhelmed sometimes. What's the definition of overwhelmed? Well, I think overwhelmed feels a certain way. Like you actually feel a heaviness come upon you. And it can come in all sorts of fashions. Like it could even come with a text. If you had a text coming from 
someone that you had a strained relationship, that can overwhelm you. A calendar can overwhelm you. One of the silver linings, I think, of this environment that we've been in over the last year is we've had a lot of stuff pulled off of our calendars. So the busyness part has exited uh, for in in a lot of circumstances. And it's like one of those things, as we move back in to being able to fill our calendars, may we be reminded of how, number one, we survived without everything on it. And number two, we still can live balanced because the hard part is, is overwhelm tempts you to be unbalanced in whatever area you're being overwhelmed mm-hmm. by something. You had a story about a pivotal moment in your life. You had an eating disorder. I did. Um, what happened and what did you learn through that experience. Okay, so one of those things, it's a pressure on that I felt to have to look a certain way in order to be okay. And maybe it was pressures from all over because I've decided it's these coping strategies that we use to deal with pressures. For me, I chose food. And so I um, chose to control the feelings that I had by controlling my food and to the point where I actually needed help. And I recognized it one day in college going, this is stealing for me. I can't do this anymore. I'm not living healthily. And so I exited and got uh, full-time help. And when I came back out of that, a friend of mine saw me and she's like, man, that must've been really hard. And because they controlled everything, they literally controlled everything to help me be able to grow in my soul to be able to walk life. And the first thing she said to me was, gosh, you're, you can finally start eating how you want because, you know, your pants look a little tight. And I was like, I was sitting there going, did you seriously just say that? Like, I just, I, I had no response. And thankfully, the Lord moved my thoughts to something that has been so freeing to me. Because as I stood there, I thought I have a couple of choices. I can exit and not have this relationship be a part of my life, which I did not want to do. Or I can recognize the fact that the situations aren't going to change. I have to change how I function in them. And, and I was like, I can change how I function in these situations. Because if I go to truth, then I'm going to let the truth inform me so that I can walk in wholeness in any situation yeah. rather than the situation owning me. And Kay, I think it's important. We're going to get to some more stories here. But I think it's important, God. Where is God in this struggle that you've had with being overwhelmed? I don't know that overwhelmed is a word that you see in Scripture a lot. It comes out in different ways. Yeah. You know, being joyless yes, might be one. Probably. But um, what about I this issue of God? I think it comes in anxiety. I actually think yeah, it comes. Anxiety. It's pervasive through Scripture. Even the performance pressures in Scripture. The New Testament, Jesus spends so much time with the Pharisees who absolutely are dying under performance pressures. Well, that's that, for sure. Yeah. And so he addresses it head on. And he addresses it with the greatest words, you are mine. I see you. You are known. You belong. I know your name. I mean, one thing. I know every hair on your head. Every hair and every tear. Have you ever thought about every tear? Because if you're grabbing a coping strategy or any, you know, any situation, I could have a kid walking into a new high school crying because they're not sure who they're going to sit with at the cafeteria, you know? And it's like every tear, you have no clue how many tears you've cried because they tend to be in a stream. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. 
You've taught your daughter lots of things. How to love God and value others, the importance of modesty, and how she is fearfully and wonderfully made. Continue that influence with Focus on the Family's Brio Magazine. Brio Magazine brings your teen girl inspiring stories, fashion insight, fun profiles, and more. Help your daughter discover the ultimate person God created her to be with a magazine you can trust. Subscribe today at briomagazine.com slash radio. That's briomagazine.com slash radio. Investing in a child you love has never been easier. Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior magazines from Focus on the Family thrill kids ages 3 to 12 with faith-building activities they love, cool crafts, fun puzzles, and fascinating stories. Bring faith-filled fun to your mailbox. Subscribe today at focusonthefamily.com slash kidsmags. Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior, award-winning magazines full of games, stories, and God. Find them at focusonthefamily.com slash kidsmags. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. We'll continue now with the balance of our programming. You know, in that category of heaviness, I mean, what teenagers are carrying today, the depression and suicide rates are skyrocketing. You had a situation, I think, with one of your daughter's uh, teen friends. Yes. Explain what happened and how you and your family coped with that. Well, it was just hard to think that even because they were... um, 14. And Mm. um, undeniably, it was the pressures that weighed down on this very amazing young lady who just um, one afternoon decided she couldn't take it anymore. And um, she was one of those kids that was had bought the language that you really do have to be good at everything. So she was a phenomenal student. She was a phenomenal um, in the orchestra playing. She was phenomenal at every club that she joined because you have to join every club because if you don't join the clubs, then how are you going to fill out your resume when you get out of school to be able to get into college? Because she believed it. She believed every AP course, no matter whether she was gifted in math or English, because most people aren't gifted in both. But this intense pressure to have to be everything, it won. And um it just was a terrible day that day. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It, um, when you walk along someone that has done that, it impacts the people that live it for a very long time. Sure. And it made me so mad. It's still, I mean, sorry. It, um, it's just so wrong. It stole yeah. a lot and it doesn't get to steal. And I thought if she knew, really knew that she didn't have to be all those things or do all those things if she knew how much she was loved, if she believed how much she was loved, you know? Yeah, and I would think, you know, when you see that result from that pressure, that overwhelmness, it goes right to John 10.10, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that day, unfortunately, he won. And that that is something as a parent you need to be mindful of. You know, we've got a great resource, Alive to Thrive, to inform parents uh, and teachers and coaches and youth workers. It's absolutely free. Mm -hmm. And you can just come to Focus on the Family, call us or get on the website, and you can download the material because we want to help save as many of those kids as possible. And our own boys have had friends that have done that. I don't know if there's anyone that hasn't been touched by it. I was thinking about that before coming here. Does anybody live unscathed by it? And so it's like, please, let's not be afraid. 
please yeah. let's because one of the most important things is to talk and i've sat by these girls that walked alongside her each one of them thinking was it my fault did i not mm -hmm. say something right. i mean cut wrenching and it was like if only she had said and then the tables turned to we have to say it's like you've got to talk about these taboo subjects not in fear but in strength and i think the strength comes from being overwhelmed by the truth of god mm. that's really good Kay. i appreciate your uh, continual drive back to the scriptures and uh, as jim mentioned we have our uh, curriculum or help online for you to better understand teen suicide and uh, coping mechanisms we've got a lot for you at the website it's focusonthefamily.ca or call 1-800 the letter a and the word family and be sure to, uh, when you get in touch, ask about Kay's book, Not the Boss of Us, Putting Overwhelmed in Its Place in a Do-All, Be-All World. It's a terrific resource. Kay, let me ask you, when it comes to this idea of performance, in the book you mentioned performance mindset versus uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Explain the difference and why it's so important for us as parents to pursue yeah. a purpose orientation to how we teach our kids how to live rather than performance. Yeah, it seems like one invites wholeness and the other invites a lot of striving. <laughs> how, how, yeah, and how does that work practically? Let's just take a, a child who's struggling in math. And okay. you're saying, okay, man, you're getting a D or maybe an F. Can we do better? Are you getting the homework done? I mean, that's communicating performance, I know. But yeah. and so how you do live you turn in this that world, into purpose? Right, because you live in the world and, um, but, you know, it's always uh, this admonition, live in the world, but don't be of the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the difference. So the performance pressures are absolutely intense here because everyone's looking and grading you know even when you come home from the hospital with a baby you come home with a chart you know and so you have to fill out did you have to do that yeah <laughs> okay. i'm thinking of the apgar score right right the when what? the baby's born you know is it a one or a nine Oh, my word. Yeah, the Isn't that are... the truth? Yeah. I mean, you're getting a number from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, and the num there's nothing wrong with the number, well, all right? Well, you need it for but, health. Right. Yeah. But if you're letting the number somehow define you or inform your identity, it's there's just a problem because the numbers always change. With my kids, I you know, we've got five. Let's just use the SAT scoring mechanism as an example. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because in my small time uh, engaging with the lovely entrance exams, the SAT has changed three times, the scoring mechanism has, and it's disappeared. Because like this year, I have a senior, we both have seniors, you don't even have to have an entrance exam to get into college this year. For the kid that's not good at math, the kid either is not trying, so that's one thing, or the kid's not gifted in math, which actually could be the case. And that's okay. Everybody doesn't have to be everything. Right now, mathematics is celebrated, as is computer science, things in that genre, because that's where the jobs are. That's right. not the jobs, you know. Gosh, look at the centuries that involved the phenomenal artists like Mozart or, you know, any time that you had uh, – painting artists. You had Monet and you had Picasso. They were not really, in, you know, struggling with English or math because it wasn't <laughs> even that same mechanism of education. And so education in and of itself is slightly man-made, which is fine. And we live in it. But if we let it own us, there's a problem because we, in, in it owning us, I'm saying that my identity as an honor student or my identity as a failed student has determined my worth. Sure. 
Sure. And therein lies the problem. All right. So switching it to purpose, which goes with your giftedness, changes the trajectory completely. It allows you to live in these performance areas um, wholly because every single person is uniquely created. Every person. And I find this phenomenal. We were talking about how science proves scripture. Well, it does in this case, too, because now that they know more about the genome, they're realizing that people actually really are completely different with unique giftings, right? <laughs> which is fascinating. And so it's like, find out what your unique gifting and purpose is, because you're actually happiest when you're doing that, and then celebrate it and move your kids towards that. And even as you do that, you might figure out your own gifting and purposeness, which likely we all sort of shirked that, or maybe we were lucky and landed in the career like you two gentlemen have, because you're so fun. And you totally have, <laughs> John, like, what so would fun. you do? if you didn't get to talk like have with your you such a winsome <laughs> gift of making people feel great and it's like what if you were stuck in a cubicle never able to speak to anybody what a shame i'd it, go crazy would go crazy <laughs> for sure i know and hey, so let me ask you though I, no go ahead finish that thought no i was gonna say so let's get in the lane of where our wheelhouse and giftedness is yeah. because and it is it, it's woven within you and it really is a part of the lord himself that he has put in you hmm. even when we get to heaven we're all going to be celebrating we're not going to be comparing and we'll be relishing in at each of the gifted that each one of us has because we'll actually learn a little bit more about the lord by celebrating in those gifts yeah, yeah and finding those strengths can really alleviate that pressure we feel so and that sense of being overwhelmed. Yeah, and it puts it in its place. Yeah. You know, the uh, probably one of the biggest issues for teen girls is appearance and beauty and yeah. the push for that. Yeah. I, I mean, boys have it too. They don't, they you know, you don't want really a lot do. of acne. You want to have a, you know, you want to work out and look good. So it does affect both boys and girls and yes. we recognize that. And it's, you know, one of the most overwhelming messages for young people today. Right. Um, you dealt with this during a shopping trip, I think, with your daughter. <laughs> I mean, these are so good. Your stories oh are so good, but it was the swimsuit it's outing. It's because we have so many kids, and I mean, it's like this can't—you can't make it up. But what happened in that in that <laughs> shopping day? We walked in so happy. Yeah, right. It's the big day. <laughs> we go in the store. Well, it just was sort of like, hey, you know, the summer's coming, and it was like, let's go. Let's. We were by the Nordstrom rack, so we went in. We were like, this is awesome. Oh, there's swimsuits. Well, let's look at the swimsuits. And so they start looking, and I have two girls, which I should have known was a problem to begin with, because I started watching the air being sucked out of the room pretty quickly as one is in one size and the other is in another size, which is a problem right then and there. And so they pick their swimsuits and then we go to the back in these terrible dressing rooms that have fluorescent lights, you know, and of course right. a three-way mirror that makes anybody look terrible. And they start to try on their swimsuits. And it was amazing how they couldn't stop looking at each other and going, I wish I looked like her. And the other one is saying, I wish I looked like her, uh -huh. which was was fascinating to me because they were born with different body types like um, one has even blonde hair blue eyes the other has brown hair and brown eyes and I mean they're just different and I watched their psyches completely tank in this dressing room and I'm, I'm like yeah we're so done you know so by that point I don't put up with this stuff anymore I, if it's stealing we're out of there and so we let we stealing we, what stealing their joy yeah 
It was stealing their joy. Mm. And nothing is worth that. It just isn't. And we'll come back or we'll talk about it and go back whole, you know, because that's a great opportunity in any way, shape or form. When you see your kid tanking, get to the why. What's going on? Because I want to know what you're thinking, because nine times out of 10, you're thinking something not right about you. So if we went into it with a whole mindset, this is a gift that's been given to me. I'd like to steward it well, rather than I have to sculpt this so that I look okay next to everybody else. One's going to give you life. The other is going to steal from you. As we were checking out of the, of the, you know, of the swimsuit store, um, there was a little baby in front of us and it's little, in it's tiny little, cart and I look at the girls and I'm sitting there going that baby has no idea what size diaper it has on you know it's just happy because a baby isn't going oh I'm a four I'm horrible you know it's like it could be I would put our youngest one when he was little in a size six so he could wear it all day you know I just was sort of like (laughs) I don't feel like I know and and it worked it was a great diaper you know and so he wasn't down on himself because he was wearing a six diaper and I looked at them and I was like please do the same thing don't let a size or a number mess you up. Let's go to the place where we can be surrendered to the Lord's goodness and his definition of beauty. Mm. Because his definition about us in Ephesians 2.10 is that we are a masterpiece. He uses the Greek word as poema, which is, like, and it's something that's one of a kind and its beauty is so mm. far surpassing. And it's, and I know my kids are like, wah, 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 wah. you know, they get so sick but of keep me. speaking it to them. I do because, yeah. you know, another part of the Bible, Samuel says that the words don't fall to the ground. And I'm sort of like, may those take root. Mm. They're getting so much other stuff. Why not pour truth on them because the truth words don't fall to the ground and I might not see when it starts to sprout, but they're not my words. Those aren't my words. Yeah. Okay. This has been so good. I want to come back next time, continue the discussion and get even deeper into this and uh, have some more fun with your stories. Oh my goodness. Not mine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what a great concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the boss of us. And it really is to relax a little and live this life in such a way that honors the Lord and those around you by loving them well Mm -hmm. and not being stressed out or overwhelmed with everything coming at us. I think that fits, like you said earlier, so much of the scripture. It's so obvious when you read it, that's what the Lord is saying to us. Yeah. My yoke is easy. Yes. This is it. Which doesn't sound right, does it? That no, a yoke it's not the way easy. we're living. I know. You know it. it's, everything's chaotic, and uh, yet uh, he brings peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really our bottom line message, giving you godly hope right where you are today. That's what Focus on the Family exists to do. Uh, to give real hope to real families. If you're feeling overwhelmed, there's several things you can do. One is to call us. We have caring Christian counselors who can encourage you, pray with you, and point you in a better direction for your family. We also have an extensive counselor referral network, and I'm sure we know somebody in that network who's near you and can provide ongoing help. And of course, we have Kay's great book, Not the Boss of Us. Uh, There's such good content in here, and I want to put a copy into your hands. When you send a gift of any amount to focus on the family, to be part of the ministry, we'll send it right out to you as our way of saying thank you for being a part of our family building team. And that's how we can do ministry together with your generous support. Yeah, and we're going to bundle Kay's book with a CD of our conversation uh, both today and next time as well. And that way you can listen again or pass it on to a friend who uh, might be feeling overwhelmed right now. Contact us, let us know how we can help, and donate as you can. Our number is 800 
A Family, 800-232-6459. Or you can find us online at focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast. Okay, that was great. I'm looking forward to next time. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. You're listening to Focus on the Family's weekend broadcast. We'll take a quick break and then return with the second half of this program for your family. Stay tuned. Well, today on Focus on the Family, Kay Wyma is back with us talking about what to do, how to cope with those moments that you're overwhelmed with life. I'm John Fuller, and your host is Focus on the Family President Jim Daly. And Jim, just last night, I had an overwhelming experience, and it had to do with credit reports. Oh, no, we're all sweating. <laughs> oh, I mean, they ask these questions like, you know, 17 years ago, you might have opened a credit card account with four different companies. Which one was it? I don't know. <laughs> And, I end and up, if you don't get it right, I end up we're going, done. you know, through paperwork. I spend 15 minutes trying to get the right answer, and they say, "Oh, you missed that one." And so I've got to try again. And the next company asks a whole other set of questions that I'm not prepared for. It's sort of like, "Are you kidding me?" So I went to bed stressed. <laughs> we had the same thing. We were doing something, and the guy was asking me what type of van we bought in 2013. I was like, "I don't remember. <laughs> it's a minivan yeah. that doesn't qualify. We uh, need the make and model." Life was, is full of these moments. I was sweating bullets, but yeah. thankfully today we're going to talk about how not to be overwhelmed. If you missed the broadcast last time, uh, get a hold of it. You can go to the website, get the download, get a smartphone app, uh, the Focus on the Family smartphone app. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great. Our guest, Kay Wyma, really hit it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And I think she just brought up these stories about her life that resonate with all of yeah. us, right? Trash flying out of your minivan when you pull up to school. Who didn't have that experience? <laughs> the embarrassment of it and all those things and how we live so overwhelmed in this modern age. And we're going to continue that discussion today. And I appreciate how Kay continually brings things back to God's truth because the message of the culture isn't supportive of who we are and how we're built. It's, it's really very performance-oriented, and uh, God's truth is totally different. Uh, stop by our website for encouragement if this is a struggle for you. We do have Kay's book, Not the Boss of Us, Putting Overwhelmed in Its Place in a Do-All, Be-All World. We have that book and additional help for you at focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast or call 800 the letter A in the word family. Kay, welcome back. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for having me back. <laughs> Y'all so are to hilarious. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to your mom and dad, Don Aww. and Sue. They are such a hoot. They're the and best. I love spending an evening of dinner with them. They're just so fun. Me too. They're Your whole family's people. fun. They're, we're <laughs> blessed for sure. It's true. Hashtag blessed. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you should get it. The, the, uh, let's pick up the conversation. We covered a lot of territory last time, but um, and a lot of scripture references, which I was grateful for. What God wants for us. You know, it's so funny. This is really the definition of religion versus relationship with Christ. Yeah. In mm -hmm. religion, you're working your way towards mm -hmm. something. It's what mm -hmm. the Pharisees were trying to do, frantically trying to keep the law so they would be good enough. They were right. trying to be the A students, and you touched on that last time. And the Lord is saying, you know what? You'll never do it perfectly. There's only one who is perfect. It's me, right. God. Yeah. I'm the perfect one, but I've created a plan for you 
to live with me for eternity. Man, this is salvation. That's faith well, in Christ. So exciting because there's so much there. I mean, it is for freedom. You have been set free. And it's that exciting part and where you can really live life in technicolor if you're overwhelmed because it's like, let's take overwhelmed and redeem it. Yeah. You know, and instead of being overwhelmed by all the do alls and the be alls and the have tos and the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds, let's actually be overwhelmed by God's truth. And it says a lot about how much you are loved. You know, uh, this fits in with this discussion because I have a friend who's a non believer and he said, Man, you guys are worried. Mm-hmm. That really worries me. If oh. you guys are worried, the yeah. people of faith that are the fear not people, mm-hmm. if you're fearing, Something must be wrong. Right. Isn't that unfortunate that a non-believer would see that in us as Christians well, rather the, than boldness and strength and confidence about what the future is? I, I do have to say, just even as Christians, we're just, we are people too, you know? We're the yeah, ones no, that, that have actually so stepped up and gone, oh, by the way, I have messed up. Thank you so much for this Savior. So it's, even in that breathe, you know, there's no, we talked last time about how there's no perfection, like you can't do it. And that's the beauty of it. He never said, be perfect. He said, come to me in my strength, in who I say that you are and live in the wholeness and fullness of that. And that's, what's exciting. And I think that it actually, if we can do that, take those anxieties that, um, you know, they're legit, they're everywhere. We're people and put them in the one who does say, don't fear. The one who says, you're going to go through water, but it's not going to come up over you. And you're going to go through the fire, but you're not going to be burned. And by the way, you're not even going to smell like smoke. Mm. You know, it's like, dare we believe in that going, I don't understand what that means. You know, I really don't get that. Think of the very invitation Jesus makes to us. If you're weary and Mm -hmm. heavy laden, come to me. Yep. Because he's going to work that out. He's going to deal with that with you. So you can be light of burden. Yeah. That's the whole point. And that is why we should be uh, a little more uh, free in the life we live here on this earth. But let's get into the content. You're a mom of five. Yes. And so on a scale of one to 10, how overwhelmed do you feel most days? <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny, probably less because I mean, good luck with five. We don't, I'm not even sure which <laughs> way is up, up. I know, or what day it is. <laughs> but you live the dream, right? I mean, right. that's part of it. And in reality, that experience of being a mother of five mm-hmm. is what brought you to the great content in your book that oh, this yeah. is out of your control. Yes. The more you try to control it, the less you're going to be able to. Totally. And I, I think I feel that way. Somebody asked me what, what kind of books that I write. And I, I said, I think I write on issues that steal the joy out of our lives. And mm. I, I'm, I, frankly, I'm a mad mother. You know, it's like, don't make me mad because I'm get, <laughs> I mean, just stop. And so like this topic really had to do with what was stealing from people that I love. And it was stealing their joy by weighing them down with all these pressures and with the stress, with the anxiety anxiety is so high right now and and people talk about it the oh, depression yes. is so high and so even as believers um where do we find the joy and you have to choose joy and part of it is choosing what your mind's going to be on what are my thoughts going to be anchored on and i would wake up in the middle of the night just like <gasps> you know with a gasp and kind of tick through each kid what you know is it this is it this is it this and i would take whatever it was and put it next to scripture i love god's names if you take god's names and actually call his names into whatever situation you're going through i mean you literally 
literally go straight back to sleep because his name is protector. Put that in front of somebody that has a bully next to them, you know, and it's not just flippantly do it, buy it, and then equip your child in that way versus succumbing to all the messaging around you. And I want to get to a practical story yes. that you had in the book. I think it was your son who I think you nicknamed Fury. Isn't that terrible? I feel bad <laughs> for these kids because they they didn't ask for any of this, so you they nick- do like the incognito. <laughs> yeah, it works that way, right? They don't have you don't call them by their no. names, partly to protect them and partly because these really, are they want it, so. characteristics they've demonstrated. Yes. So I can't wait to hear about Fury. <laughs> Sounds like uh, a Marvel action. But film. he he mentioned yes. that he had a challenge finding a place to sit at the, the lunch table at school. In the cafeteria. Yeah. What happened? It was really messaging that was given to him. Hmm. And the message, because he was changing schools, he was going from a group of kids he had known his whole life into an environment where he really, it was going from 40 kids to 500 kids. In grade, what grade to what grade? An eighth grade to a freshman. Ooh, the worst possible moment. Yeah, so it's a hard grade. And um, there was messaging that was surrounding these kids that said, well, you better be a part of a group because if you're not a part of a group, you're not going to be able to have a place to sit in the cafeteria. And if you don't have a place to sit in the cafeteria, you're toast. And so uh, he comes home with this stress. And I'm, I was like, what are you listening to? And he tells me that. And I was like, okay, hold on just a second. We're not going to go that way because a group doesn't define you. And you can be a part of a group and being a part of a group is a great thing, but to let your identity be attached to a group is going to be a problem because the group is going to end at some point. You know what I mean? Sure. And so I was like, Let's, we're going to back up. And um, and I told him, because especially in Texas, the group a boy has to be involved with is the football team, which right. he doesn't play football. And so that was, t- and he said to me, I should be on the football team, but if not that, I need to be on the soccer team. And if not that, and here comes this list as if there's a hierarchy. So I could eat lunch. Just to go and eat lunch. Okay, so instead, I said to him, because I had said this to my daughter who was ahead of him, you get your lunch tray, get out of the lunch line, and find somebody that's sitting by themselves or someone that there's an open seat where people look nice. My daughter that traveled that had enough self-confidence actually to be able to go sit with somebody that didn't have anybody sitting with her, which let me just say sounds scary, (laughs) but it actually feeds your soul. It fed her soul instantly because she's helping somebody. Mm -hmm. Whenever we do anything altruistically like that, we feel physically better. It actually made her feel strong than weaker and it's amazing how that played out for her just in that moment okay just a moment not every kid could do that I knew this kid couldn't like good he there's no way he could do that I was like just look for people that are friendly so this kid went to a table unbeknownst to him that was all seniors but <laughs> they all, yeah he didn't know who they were but they looked like the people that he had competed with on the math team that played chess you know and so he asked him can I sit here he sat they became his great friends oh. and we didn't know anything about it until one of my daughter's friends who happened to be in that lunch period because they had three lunch periods said but she was like how is he doing like did he find a place to sit and her friend died laughing and she was like oh yeah he's sitting with a group of seniors it's hysterical <laughs> and um, and so I'm just saying in that realm, you just never know what someone can do that you didn't think they could do. And let's, again, be overwhelmed by the truth. We know that we can walk in these situations whole. So try it. If they fail, get back up. You, you know? know, and I, I want to ask you, Kay, because I think in our culture today, especially with social media, but also reality shows, I mean, it just is permeating right. our culture, this identity issue, right. identity politics. 
politics, identity viewing, identity at school. It's not where you get your identity. I want to make sure we punch that for parents so they're doing all they can. I do that with my boys. Where are you getting your identity from? Mm -hmm. And reinforcing the fact that their core identity is in Christ. But you have to talk about it. You do. And it's a part of equipping. And the greatest thing about it is that when you talk about it, guess who gets to hear it? I, when I talk, yeah. I, I'm the one that hears it, and I'm like, man, I needed to hear that, like because I might have been thinking that my identity was tied to something that it isn't. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's good. Also, uh, getting to technology. I mean, describe how you've been intentional with your kids to seek opportunities to connect with them person to person rather than through texting or other. Well, yeah, because that actually is very powerful because if you're on your (laughs) if you're on your device all the time, it definitely will suck the life out of you. Yeah. Anybody, any age, whether it's a device, that's a television (laughs) or you're watching whatever is being fed to you. And we know this stuff. Right. And it's an algorithm. It's sort of like, of course, you're going to be seeing things that people know that you enjoy watching. And, and and so it's like back out of it because when you connect to a human being, that's when gold occurs. And it's sort of like one of the things I talk about in the book is um, finding sacred in the ordinary. And I think technology takes a back seat to so many things that surround you all day, every day that are ordinary, that feed your life. And one of them is connecting with a human being. So I could go, if I'm on my phone, I'm buying something at the Starbucks or a chicken filet because we go through that line quite often i'm just saying <laughs> right and so i can it's delicious but we do go often and i can just pay and drive away or i can take that moment and make it sacred by connecting with whoever it is that we're exchanging goods and money and and when i do that it takes that very regular ordinary moment and makes it sacred we just last week i connected with a guy we actually talked about something that was going on that weekend in the country i drove through the next time going through and he he stopped and brought it up and so even in that moment it was so beautiful because it allows people to be human beings in those moments and we crave that and if you're in that place where you don't feel like you belong or your kid doesn't feel like they belong connecting with a human being gosh it really changes the um, narrative even in those moments Mm -hmm. yeah I, i craving i get that my daughter works at a little coffee stand here and she just loves to make those connections mm-hmm. with people. And I think folks go to that stand because they get a sense of I'm known. They have yep. a, a sense of I'm connecting even yes. just briefly Gosh. with this person. Yes. And uh, that's a reflection of the need for the human heart to yes. have relationships. Yes. We're talking today on Focus on the Family with Kay Wyma, uh, who's written this a really terrific book, Not the Boss of Us, Putting Overwhelmed in Its Place in a Do-All, Be-All World. Uh, call us for your copy, 800-A-FAMILY, or stop by focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Find fun for your kids just a click away. And now, Adventures in Odyssey. The Adventures in Odyssey Club, where your 8 to 12-year-old can find trusted, faith-building entertainment in a safe online club. It features almost every episode ever, plus special monthly club-only episodes and content, and a Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine subscription. Sign up today. Just go to aioclub.org radio. Good parents aren't perfect, and that's okay. But there are ways you can grow every day. 
Focus on the Family's Seven Traits of Effective Parenting Assessment gives parents an honest look at their unique strengths, plus some areas they could use a little help. Every mom and dad can help raise the next generation of healthy, mature, and responsible children. And this assessment will help get you started. Take the assessment at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash 7Trades. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash 7Trades. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You encourage families to embrace the ordinary. I like that. I had an yeah. accidental experience of that just yesterday. Uh, you know, I got home from a trip. Let me tell you how busy I was now. <laughs> I got, I got home that, from Jim. a trip, and I was, uh, at Jean's request, I was refilling the bird feeder in our backyard. I love that. And I put a chair out there, and Troy just came out and joined me. And mm. we sat, and we just watched these birds. And it was hilarious because we, up in the trees, I mean, after putting that feed in, it was yeah. like we had this, you know, what do you call it? A cluck of birds? I don't know. I mean, they were just hundreds of birds wanting some That's food. So neat. But we just talked about it and God's nature. But it was very accidental. Is that what you mean by Absolutely. observing the ordinary? Yes, but you can't observe it if you're so busy that you can't slow down and do it. All right. And so the stuff that you got from doing that yesterday, you're still thinking about it today. Yeah, it was And a even wonderful as moment. you think about it, you're smiling because it's like, wow, that was just so beautiful. And you relished in God's creation, which is phenomenally beautiful. And offers reminders constantly of his provision. Yeah. I mean, you put the bird seed out there, but you could sit there going, he's in as much as he's feeding those birds, how much more is he taking care of me? You know, he sees every single thing. And, and we can soak that in, which is beautiful. And it's, if we're racing, we lose sight of these amazing moments. Um, I had, I think I include one in the book of our youngest child who asked me to walk around the block with him. And I was just, you know, That's my first... Great. Well, that was not my first inclination. <laughs> no, but how like, nice of him I to ask not. you to do that. It was so sweet, but I'm just going to be honest with you and say in the moment, I, I was like, no, like, I, no. Who's got time for Get that? Get your sister, yeah. you know, or something. But I caught myself. Your I know it. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Bad Horrible. news for the sister. I'm just telling you that I'm being honest with you. Okay, so I love it. anyway, I love it. in that moment, I'm like, no. And then because I think about this stuff, I was like, no, I'm not going to let that moment be stolen from me. And so, yes, I will walk around the block with you and he is the slowest walker and so we're just walking and of course he peels over and he's like look at this and it's almost like angels are singing and the, the, the beautiful stream of light a beam of light is coming down on a blade of grass where there was a butterfly i'm not joking you and i just was like that is so yeah. beautiful. And the Lord's saying to you, come on, Case, slow yes, down. And Your it, kid gets it. What about you? Well, it just was so, because we both would have missed that moment yeah. if we hadn't done that. And it took something ordinary, walking around the block, and made it sacred, as so, did your bird feeding. So the catch of that, you said very importantly that you caught yourself yes. and redirected your right. energy. Yes. That's the key. So the yes. for the parent who struggles... In that moment to say yes, yes rather than no, right. what's the advice? I think it goes, again, completely being overwhelmed by the truth of the situation. Eternity is so much longer than what we're seeing here. Mm. People matter. Mm. People matter. Okay? And so if we're going to err on the side of anything, please let's err on the side of people. They're precious. You know, they have such great dignity. And we're the only part of creation that is created in the Imago Dei. 
the image of God. And so I, I really did sit there going, I'm erring on the side of a person and uh, chose the person over whatever else I was doing. And I mean, it's hard to do something where you're going to use a superlative, but I think every single time it is better to choose the person. And um, because that's what matters in the long run, the rest of the stuff will get done. Hey, Kay, we're coming in for a landing and I want to make sure we hit this idea of okay. be, being overwhelmed by hope, yes. um, which you've alluded to throughout our yeah. discussion. Yeah to try to turn a bad circumstance into a good circumstance. So, you know, again, how do we trigger ourselves to not uh, be Peter in the garden in that moment, to want to fight back, to let our flesh take over, so to speak, and rather react in the way that the Lord would be pleased with. But, I mean, there's so many things. It could be the person cutting us off in traffic, the irate customer in front of the checkout stand who's really not being very polite to me. Yeah. Uh, you can just go through all the stories, but can. H- how do we move from that sense of overwhelmed of circumstances and being overwhelmed by hope? It's a choice. It is a choice. And I think it kind of goes to like, what lenses are you looking through? You know, because I can look through my own lenses where I've already decided everything, like going back to the forgiveness aspect, just the bitterness I can, because those are hard things to walk and hope in because they, you don't even want to go there. But if I go to the lenses where I'm putting them on and I've got a far sighted, God centered lenses, then I just might allow eternity to inform today. And if I'm allowing eternity to inform today, there were three words that were spoken that I don't know why we don't talk about more and there it is finished Hmm. it's finished and so we're living in the finished work of Christ. He said it. It is finished. Every time he came back after the resurrections, the first words that he spoke were, peace be with you. My peace be with you. Why? Because it can be. And so it's like, if I can go to this place of hope, if I can live in the place where it's finished, then these things aren't going to steal from me because they've already been decided. And we can live in the enormity of the <laughs> and the beauty of being a daughter or a son of the king literally clothed in righteousness. And it's sort of like, what clothes are you wearing today? Are you Because I've either put something on top of my righteous clothing and I'm trying to be something I'm not, or I'm fully living in it. Mm-hmm. And that may sound like a spiritual term or something. What does that look like practically? It looks like allowing these things like grades to have their place. And that is just a place. Okay, Mm. it's not going to determine my worth. It just isn't. All right. And fighting for that. It's going to do the same for whatever car I drive, whatever job I have, if my kid's happy or not happy. And to be able to go next to those kids, to be able to say your happiness lies in the fullness of who it is that takes care of you. Believe it. Let me help you believe it because I'm not sure I believe it, too. And we walk alongside each other. Okay, one thing that we all struggle with, especially in a fast-paced, somewhat isolated modern world, is this idea of being created in his image for relationship Mm -hmm. with one another, that Mm -hmm. this is God's plan, that we have relationship. And in the book, you have the observation that God didn't create us for goodbyes. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a sweet way of thinking about that. Why do you believe goodbyes are so hard for us? I mean, it's the reflection of God in us, right? Yeah, it's uh, gut-wrenching. Every time a kid drives away to college, there's a part of me that breaks. Mm. Um, Every time a kid gets a driver's license, it breaks my heart a tiny bit because I like being next to them. I've had very, very close friends go home, and it's gut-wrenching. 
because I miss them. And it is, we're created for together because in heaven, we will forever be together. What did Jesus do when he walked this earth? Not alone, never alone. He was always gathering together, 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 because that's really what it's about. And if we lean into that, we can even dial down the things we do that cause the discord and the separation to try and fight for the together because that's um, that's really where we're going to be for eternity. And I know that's kind of a heady concept, but I have said to my daughters and to my sons, I think the reason why I'm so sad when you leave is because we really weren't created to be a part. We really are created for I together. I think in the same way, Kay, what's so beautiful about that is God does not want to say goodbye to any of his creation. Yeah. I mean, you think about eternity. Think how much he loves think of you. That. Yep. He wants to say hello and welcome. Yep. And that's his yes. heart for each one of us. Everyone. And you can actually live that today. Live wholly and fully in what you just said. Mm. He loves you. He has Your name in scripture is sought after with a capital S and a capital A. Mm. And it's like, do we live that way? He also says, I've engraved your name in the palm of my hands. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, it's Do beautiful. Do I matter that much? What about your name being in the book of life? I love that. Yeah. And you know, you know, in Revelation, it says that when we see him, we'll receive a white stone. And on the stone, it'll have a name that only he knows, that he and I know. Which mm. is, I mean, that gives me chills. Yeah, and it's me like, too. could that be true? Yeah. But we also know from Revelation that there's a name that Christ has that nobody knows. And it's like, what? Yeah. And that's how special you are. And it's like, please be overwhelmed by that. Please be overwhelmed by the grace, the protection, the provision, the manna provision every single day. Be overwhelmed by those things and live it. And when we can't, ask him because he is not afraid of the words, please help me in my unbelief. John, what a great place to end our conversation with Kay Wyma today. Uh, This program and last time uh, has been so full of the eternal hope and joy that only Christ can bring. And as believers, that's what we know. Uh, Plus, I really appreciate the wonderful message of Kay's book, Not the Boss of Us, Putting Overwhelmed in Its Place in a Do-All, Be-All World. What a great title. Mm -hmm. And let me turn to you, the listener. Um, If you're unsure about your relationship with Jesus, get a hold of us. It would be a privilege to talk with you and introduce you to him. And uh, we have a free booklet that can help. It's called Coming Home, and it will explain what it means to become a follower of Christ and how you can live with him for eternity. That's why Focus on the Family is here. So contact us today about these resources, the booklet, and of course, Kay's book, and we'll send you a copy of Not the Boss of Us when you send a gift of any amount to Focus. And that's our way of saying thank you for being part of the ministry. And if you can't afford it, we'll get a copy of the book into your hands because it's not about the money. It's about making sure that you do have that relationship in Christ. So please get in touch with us right away. Yeah, and what we're going to do is bundle, uh, along with Kay's book, a CD copy of the two-day conversation we've had with her. And uh, by the way, that little booklet Jim mentioned, Coming Home, is also available as a free download from our website. Contact us about our counseling team if you need someone to talk with. Uh, If you're in that spot of um, unbelief, you need some help, uh, give us a call. Uh, Donate. Find details about all of these resources. It's all at focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast or our number's 800, the letter A, and the word family. 
On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. Christ.